Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed day that you have brought us from every kindred, every nation, every tongue, and every people. Bless our fellowship together. Holy Spirit, minister to every single one that is hearing me today. Restore joy, restore love, restore grace, restore favor upon your people in the name of Jesus. Let your word bring light and understanding even to the simple in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seats in the presence of God? Well, it's a joy to be passing through. Yeah, just, it's, a, it's a drive through, but uh, we'll idle a little. Somebody say amen. amen. Today is International Sunday. Uh, and International, and it's also Anna Your Prophet Sunday. Oh, you didn't clap your hands. And Bishop, why is Anna your prophet coming to today's actually Anna your prophet? You are gate crashing. International Sunday's gate crashing. Anna your prophet. Okay. Uh-huh. You were last week. Okay. Say amen. And have a smile on your face. I don't pass by here so much. Hey, why? <laughs> but like I was saying, International Sunday is a special Sunday which as a church we put aside, we celebrate in all our 4,000 churches all over the world to celebrate the beautiful family that God has blessed us with. Somebody say amen. amen. Bible says in Ephesians 3, I think verse number 15 that there's a family in heaven and there's a family on earth and they are both named after Jesus. So God has a family in heaven and he has a family also on this earth. So when you read Revelations, I think Revelations, the, the, fifth, the fifth chapter, the eighth verse there about, it talks about the fact that when, when the 24 elders came and bowed, fell down before the throne and cast their crown before him, the Bible says they sang a new song and they said, you are slain, you are worthy, they said unto the Lamb, for thou art worthy to break the seal or to open the seal. Because thou was slain and thou hast redeemed us unto God by your blood. Then the Bible begins to tell us the type of people he had redeemed. He said he had redeemed us from every kindred, every tongue, every people, and every nation. Hallelujah. That is God's family. God's family is made up of different kindreds. Okay, different people, different nations, and different thanks. It means thanks means people who speak different languages. Do you get it? 
people who say, in, in Dubai, they speak Arabic. Do, do, do you understand? Uh-huh. It's from Dubai. <laughs> but they will also be in heaven. I'm sure some of you are wondering, is Bishop carrying a bomb? That's why you're a little... <laughs> that I'll come and I'll put a, ba- a bag down and I'll say, run. <laughs> That's very racist. In heaven, we'll have people who speak Arabic. We'll have people who speak Zulu. We'll have people who speak Shangan. People who speak Shona. People who speak uh, Kosa. Any language, Portuguese, French, English, Hindu. Any or Hindi, one of them. Whichever language they speak, they will also be in heaven. Can I get an amen from India? And then you just shake your head like that and say Namaste. Hallelujah. But that's God's beautiful family. So it's actually Antichrist when we on earth, Antichrist means against Christ. When we on earth don't embrace what God is preparing us for in heaven. Those of you who are racist, when you get to heaven, you will be worried. Those of you who are xenophobic, when you get to heaven, you will be Worried. Those of you who are separatists, when you get to heaven, you know you 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 be you have a problem. Those who of you who are non-inclusive, when you get to heaven, you have a problem, because God is inclusive. He wants everybody to be there. He wants every nation, every people. You understand every people. It means every type of people: rich people, poor people, short people, tall people, large people, slim people, any people, all people. That's don't even go there. Any type of people, girls, boys, amen, men, women, old women, young women, old ladies, old men, any type of people, God wants to have them. Hallelujah. So this is the reason why we once a year celebrate this particular day to remind each and every one of us that though we are from different places, different ethnicities, different groups, different people, God wants to bring us together. Amen. Yeah. Because I mentioned xenophobia, some of you have become pensive. South Africa should be the most inclusive country in the world. We are the people who call ourselves the rainbow nation, which means we don't settle only with red. We like blue. And then we like what are the other colors of the rainbow? Uh, indigo. Yellow, pink. We like all colors. White. So we must be inclusive. From today, become inclusive. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, so you are welcome to the program. And before we do our presentations, I just want to share a few thoughts with you. Because it's also Anna, your prophet, Sunday. Okay? That's actually why I'm not here because of International Sunday. I'm here because of Anna, your prophet, Sunday. Do you get it? Now, I want to share a few thoughts with you on Anna. Throughout the month of October, we are going to be sharing on Anna. And I want to break the seal and start with you. Amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. You look very dull. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter number 13, the seventh verse of Romans 13. Bible says that Render therefore to all their dues, which is to say, give to everyone what is due them, what belongs to them. 
give to everyone. It says, tribute to whom tribute is due. So if there's anybody in your life who deserves tribute, tribute is tax. Cyril Ramaphosa, give him his taxes. Amen. Give him his taxes. And Cyril knows that you won't pay taxes, so he takes it even before your money gets to you. When you go to buy bread, he takes some tax from it quickly because he knows the way we are. We won't, we won't pay. So Then he says, custom, to whom custom is due. Don't go and take a girl and don't pay lobola. According to the custom, you pay lobola. So before you can bring a girl to your house as a young man, you have to pay lobola. That is the custom. Somebody say amen. amen. When you don't do this, you are a thief. Do you get it? It's what we call Boko Haram. There was, there was a terrorist group in Nigeria and Kenya and all the Al-Shabaab and Co. One of them was called Boko Haram. And they were stealing young girls. So when you don't pay Lobola and you take the girl to your house, you have just qualified to be, excuse me to say, Boko Haram. Hallelujah. So it says custom. To whom custom is due. The Bible respects custom. Next one, fear to whom fear is due. There are some people in your life that you need to fear them. You need to fear them. You don't fear a snake, be very careful. You be very careful. You don't fear a toti with a gun, be very careful. So fear to who deserves to be feared. You must fear the police. You must fear traffic cops if you drive. If you walk, you don't have any problem with traffic cops. Yeah, you don't have any problem. Traffic cop is your friend. But if you drive, Mildred, you'll be driving soon. If you drive, immediately you know that traffic cop is indeed your friend. One day a traffic cop stopped me and he said to me, my friend, uh, what did he have? License. So as I was bringing out the license, I said, oh, take it, my friend. And he said to me, I'm not, you are not my friend, my friend. I said, wow. So you will know really your friendship with traffic cops if you drive. So fear them. Then Anna to whom Anna, you can just add to who it is due. The Bible is just saving um, data by not typing all these things. There are some people in your life, they deserve to be honored. So for the next 30 minutes, I'm talking about Anna and relationships. Anna and relationships or relationships and Anna. So you put aside tribute, custom, because some of you are owing Lobola. You have come to live in, even some of you girls, you have gone to live there. Lobola has not been paid to you. You've gone to dash yourself. You have given yourself as a gift. One day I was invited to an event, a very old lady when I, she said, Lobola. I said, Lobola, for, said, for me. I said, but you have been married for hundreds of years. Said, now before the guy is coming to pay Lobola. I said, wow, what a shock. So ladies, learn from this. Or we'll pay Lobola just before you die. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Oh, encourage me with an amen. My church is waiting for me. Uh-huh. 
relationships and honor. Why do you need, or let's even start with, what is honor? Because for many of us, when we talk about honor, or we say honor your prophet, the first thing we think about is that they are coming to collect money from us and give to the prophet. But giving money is the lowest form of honor. It's the lowest. There are different levels of honor that exist. So when you give your money, you are at a very low level. Hallelujah. So understanding what it means to honor somebody is very important for this discussion we are having. What does it mean to honor somebody? To honor somebody means to, to have respect for the person. To have regard for the person. Yeah. To, to hold the person in high esteem. That is what it means to honor somebody. So when you hold somebody in high esteem, it starts from your heart. It means your heart has a certain feeling towards the person. That is what provokes all the other things, even to get to giving. This, it's like when somebody loves you, they give to you. But we can't say that giving is love. Not everybody who gives to you loves you. It's not everybody you give to that you love. When you park your car and the parking attendant says, come. And then you give him, what's that, what's that, what's that, bam. <laughs> and then you give him five rounds. Does it mean you love him? No. But if you love somebody, you give to the person. One of the signs, three signs of love, giving, forgiveness, and forbearance. When somebody loves you, they'll give to you. When somebody loves you, they'll forgive you. And when somebody like that will be forbearing towards you, which means they'll make room for you. They'll create space for you. They know you, you oh, look, around five o'clock, you always tell a lie. So they make room to accommodate. To forbear means to accommodate. So they'll make room to accommodate. Like once, once you see me here, you know the message will be hot. If you love me, you make room for it. But if you don't love me, ah, Bishop is here again. We are going to bleed. Thank you very much. I also know, I mean, I also know that you are also, you also have your thing. So I make room for you. Hallelujah. Somebody say a nice amen. So you can't say that love is just giving. It's more than that. Hallelujah. Anna is also far more than just giving an offering. It's having respect for somebody. It's esteeming the person highly. Have a high, even, even admiring the person. Hallelujah. When you don't be, I mean, somebody you admire, you don't insult the person. I mean, you know, if you admire your mother, you say, oh, my mother, she doesn't know how to cook. She cooks like an accident. <laughs> Look at a child like this. What type of child is this? Hallelujah. So, this is what I am actually talking about, that the people, relationships in your life, people that you relate with, you must relate with them with honor. You must honor them as you relate with them. Now, why do you need to honor them? Because anybody, any relationship that you honor becomes alive. Honor gives life to relationships. Any relationship that you honor, any relationship that you treat with respect, any relationship that you highly esteem comes alive. Somebody say amen. It comes alive. When a relationship is alive, it means that 
you get what you must, you, you benefit what you must benefit from the relationship. It does what it must, do, it must do for you. Hallelujah. But when it's dead, or when it's stale, or it's not alive, it's just there. You don't benefit anything from it. Don't you see that students who the teacher likes, he helps them more. Students, amen. Or I only have the naughty students in the class. Yeah. The students that the teacher likes. Look, I had, we had a teacher. His name was Crowbar. Crowbar. Crowbar, like the crowbar that you used to open. He was a chemistry teacher. No, his name was Crowbar. Now, Crowbar, we had a student in, in the class called John. I don't want to mention his name for technical reasons. But his name was John. And John was a very clever boy. Every, the teachers liked him. Look, one day the teacher, Krober, asked a question. A very complex question. Nobody could answer the question in the class. Then he said, he is very sure that John knows the answer. So he called him, John, what is the answer? And John stood up. And John did not know the answer. He was passed. And he said, I said, John, what is the answer? And John was a little confused because he also did. They said, John, say that the answer is five. And John said, five. They said, all of you clap for John. Hey! Yeah, he told John the answer. And he asked John to say it. And when John said the answer, he asked all of us to clap. So if we're writing an exam, and John left that question blank. He will still mark John correct. Why? Because a nice relationship with the lecturer, with the teacher. So you get more. It gives life. Yeah. Now, quickly. So this is my main point. That every relationship that you have, honor it. Invest honor, respect, regard into it. It will bring it alive. Your relationship with God is number one. Your relationship with God is number one. First Samuel chapter 2, I think verse number 30, God is talking to Eli when Eli had, Eli's sons had sinned against God. And God was now coming to discipline them. Because God had promised Eli to make him a priest and his children will be priests and so on. But look at what he said to Eli. He said, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now, saith the Lord, be it far from me, I've changed my mind. God said, I've changed my mind. For them that honor me, I will honor them. And those who despise me, I will lightly esteem them. Which means I will despise them also. So God said, if you honor me as a Christian, my promises, the things I've told you I'll do, they will come alive. I'll do them. But if you despise it, me too, I'll reject you. So God changed his mind concerning Eli and Eli's generation because of his children. Because his children were misbehaving and the priest Eli did not correct them. Did not discipline them because he was afraid of his children. Those of you parents who are afraid of your children, better sit up. Maybe God is not happy with you. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Have I come to the wrong church today? 
Because some of you parents, you are afraid your children just tell you what to do. Either with their faces or with their cryings or with their attitude or with their behaviors or with their misbehavior. Behavior or misbehavior thereof. Yeah, and then you just... And those of you children who are sowing this seed, you are just sowing the seed. You, your children will also come and meet you. It's like that. So better change now. So you can even learn how to respect your parents. So that you can teach your children to respect you when you have them. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So God said, because you didn't correct your children, me, I've rejected you. The relationship is dead. You must esteem your relationship with God. You must value it. To, to, to honor is to place value, high value on something. Place high value on the thing. So you must value your relationship with God and relate with him accordingly. When you do that, the relationship comes alive. It becomes meaningful. You begin to benefit what you must benefit from the relationship with God. Another example is your relationship with Jesus. Or let me even before I go to that. You see, there's a way to honor God. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. To honor means to show respect. To honor means to value. To honor means to esteem. 21. Look at a group of people in the Bible who had a relationship with God but did not honor God. He says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Here, this word glorified means they honored him. So to honor also means to glorify something. They, they did not honor him as God. It means, it doesn't mean that they didn't honor him at all. They honored him, but not as God. Depending on who you are dealing with and the type of honor you must give. Let me give you an example. There's a way, as a wife, there's a way you must honor your husband. Your husband is your husband. He's not your big brother. He's not your uncle. He's not, he's, he, he may be your friend, but you don't give him the honor that you give to friends. He's your husband. He's your head. Amen. Amen. So you have to honor him as your husband, as a husband. Not just as, oh, he's older than me, as a, an older guy or a taller guy or the guy who brings the money home. No, as a husband. It's different. If you honor him anyway, you have missed it. And many wives have a very terrible marriage because of this thing. Yeah, because of this. Any man you honor will love you. There are some things I can't say here because of technical reasons, but any man you honor, he will love you. <laughs> because men enjoy honor. They are like, men are like God. God made men in, their, in his own image. So what God likes, men also like. So when you honor a man, he just loves you. Haven't you seen a very nice, powerful man marrying a girl? You wonder, what? What did he see? Because when you look at the girl, you will not even take a selfie with the girl. But go and see in the background, the girl is just honoring him. So when he's with the girl, he feels like a king. You with all the beauty, state-of-the-art, international, global, television beauty... He doesn't see. Because what is the use of a beautiful, disrespectful girl? What are, you going to, what are you going to do with her? 
Beautiful but rude. I mean, beautiful but extremely rude. What are you going to do with her? Just, it's like waste of natural resources. I.e. beauty. Yeah. I say it again. Waste of natural resources. I.e. that is beauty. Beauty has been wasted on a fool. Yeah. Because what's the use? You have done hair, Brazilian hair, Ethiopian hair, Jamaican hair, but you are rude. Rude as a witch. What's, what's the use? Look, I would, we will take the girl who has become the two-liter coke. But honest, when she sees the husband, she says, In da. Hey, please don't come off. In da. We prefer it. Beautiful girls, clap your hands for Jesus. It says, These people did not glorify God as God because of that and were not thankful but gave themselves to blah, 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 go to about 24. They gave themselves to foolishness, darkening things of their hearts and so on and so forth, go to 24. So it says, wherefore, because of that, do you get it? Between this 24 and did not glorify him as God and thankful. It's the things they did to manifest their not glorifying God as God. Do you get it? So because of that, God also gave them up to uncleanness, to even more foolishness. Sometimes when somebody is misbehaving, it's because God has decided now you have crossed a certain threshold, so go all out, you are on your own. And this thing happens because people don't glorify, people don't honor God. May we be a church that honors God. May we be a people that honor God. That when it comes to honor God, honoring God, oh, we don't joke with it. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase. That's where tithe comes from. Tithe, when you pay your tithe, you are honoring God. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance. When you give an offering, you are trying to honor God. And the first fruit of your increase. It says, give it to God as an honor. Number two, your relationship with Jesus. I've almost finished preaching. Those of you are already tired. Your relationship with Jesus. You must honor Jesus. You must, when you honor Jesus, you give life to your relationship with him. He comes alive. He comes alive. He comes alive to you. When you regard Jesus, he comes alive to you. How do you honor Jesus? By honoring the people that, that he sends to you. He says, he that receiveth me, he that receiveth him that sent me, the same receiveth me, I read to Luke 10, 16, it says, He that heareth me, and he that despiseth me, you, he that heareth you, heareth me, and he that despiseth you, despises me, and he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. He says, anyone who hears you, hears me. He was talking to his disciples when he was sending them. He said, anyone who will listen to you, anyone who will give you attention, anyone who will hear the message that you are saying, they are actually hearing me. And anyone who will despise you and not honor you, they are dishonoring me. They will think they are dishonoring you, but actually, they are dishonoring me. So one of the ways you honor Jesus is by receiving the people he sends to you.
By receiving him, we are sent to you. So who has Jesus sent to you? It's a good question to ask you this Sunday morning. Who has Jesus sent to you? If Jesus is the one who has sent him to you, then you better treat him like Jesus. Because Jesus said, anything you do to him, you are doing it to me. Not even to him. He, he wasn't going to come to you anyway. He's coming to you in my stead, which means instead of me. That's why he's coming to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number third one. Honor the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. Honor what? I'm, I, I said, honor God, honor Jesus, honor the Holy Spirit. Anything that has the Spirit of God in it, honor it. Psalm 105 verse 15, the Bible says, touch not the anointed. Oh, what does it say? Touch not my anointed. Is that saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. This is the reason why even as Saul provoked Sam and David over and over again, David never touched him because David said the anointing of God was on him. Because the anointing is on him, I won't touch him. Because when I touch him, I'm touching the anointing. Hallelujah. So be careful when you speak against spiritual things, when you speak against anointed things. You are speaking against the Holy Spirit. If you don't know, just keep quiet. One day somebody asked me, I was driving from Deban with a guy, and he asked me, Bishop, what do you think about, uh, there was a pastor called Shepherd. So he asked me, what do you think about Shepherd. I said, what about shepherd? So, is he a, a false prophet or a true prophet? I said, ah, whether shepherd is a shepherd or not, what has he got to do with me? I mean, me. I'm not in shepherd's church. I'm not shepherd's sheep. It has nothing to do with me. Everything else is between shepherd and a shepherd guy and God guy. Do you, do you understand? Everything is between a shepherd guy and God. There's nothing between. I'm staying. My, I'm focusing on what God has called me to do. Yeah. Some of you criticize um, the Orthodox churches, Zion, um, Anglican, uh, Roman Catholic, Methodist, Eshembe, um, Presbyterian, white, white, garment, church, Hari Baba, Hari Krishna. Look, don't criticize anybody. Don't, 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 don't. Have you finished doing what God has asked you to do? Have you finished preaching the gospel to everybody? That you even have time to talk about Shembe? Have you finished doing what small choir we said you should build? The choir can't cross 10 people. Concentrate on that. And leave Shembe alone. If Shembe wants to be under a tree, is the tree for you? Is it your tree that Shembe is under? Hey! Look, stay in your lane. Tell your neighbor, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Before you go and criticize something that God himself is doing. Something that God himself is doing. Before you go and talk about it. And not the Holy Spirit by just shh, tell your neighbor. Shh. When we get to heaven, the truth of everything will be revealed. That's when we are sure that it is true. 
then we can say, oh, thank you, God. But until then, shh, and stay in your lane. And do what God has asked you to do. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about custom earlier that Lobola must be paid for you. Is that not so? Yeah, yesterday, one delay paid Lobola for Kesafina. Kesa, give us a wave. So instead of going to dash, instead of going to dash yourself to somebody, do you get it? Let us do the right thing. Huh. Amen. Number four. Anna, your prophet. Honoring your prophet gives life to your relationship with him. Life. Life. It brings the relationship alive. And I say, when a relationship is alive, what it means is that you benefit what you must benefit from the relationship. The relationship gives you what it must give you. Your prophet. Bible says Jesus, in Mark chapter 6, Jesus came to his hometown where he was born. And he couldn't do anything from there. He says, but Jesus, he couldn't do any miracles there. Now he explains why he says, but Jesus said unto them, verse 4, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own kind. And the Bible says, and he could verify, and he could there do no mighty works. Can you imagine Jesus not being able to do miracles? When you don't honor a prophet, miracles are not done. His power is limited. His power is limited. That's why we have chosen a man specially to learn about Anna so that we can honor the prophet that God has given to us. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. It's my thing coming off. Yeah, it's the first time going to. Yeah, on a Sunday, so it's part of it. Say amen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your prophet. If God has sent you a prophet, Anna the prophet. God has, and I say, Anna is not just giving money. Giving money is a low level. That's why when it's time to give money and you don't give, it means you are a non starter. Because, like I said, anybody who loves you will give to you freely. Once the God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Why? What was the motivation? Love. So when we get to giving money, oh, that one, there, but there are more difficult ones and higher ones. That's where we want to get to. Because when you are at the high one, the low one is easy. How many of you, uh, 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 let me look for a younger person. Last time I asked a question this way, they didn't work. Andy, so what grade are you in? Grade 11. Don't you find grade 10 things easy? Don't you find grade 9 things easy? You don't. Really? Nine. Easy. Why? Because you are grade 11. If you can get to the higher level, the lower one becomes easy. Clap your hands for Jesus. So my prayer is that we will learn about honor properly so that we can honor the relationship. So the grace that is upon the prophet, which has built 4,000 churches all over the world and still counting, that's the grace we will benefit from. 
Do you get it? If this church was a business, do you get it? It means it will have 4,000 branches all over the world. That's what it means. You see, like, you'll be surprised that church is bigger than MTN. Yeah, you'll be surprised this church is bigger than MTN. The television has just deceived you to say MTN everywhere you go. There are places we are at MTN is not there. MTN is just an African thing. It doesn't get out of Africa. It doesn't get, there's no MTN in America. You are surprised. And this why you are surprised. MTN is not in America. It's only in Africa. Even Africa is not everywhere. Even my office, the network doesn't work. MTN. My office downstairs, just downstairs, it doesn't work. But Lighthouse Chapel International works in my office. Yeah. So if it was a business, it would have 4,000 branches. That shows you that there's a grace for success over the prophet's life. But you and I cannot benefit from it unless we honor him. Unless we, we honor him from our hearts that we, we honor, we admire, we respect, we place value on him. We like him. Last time I was with him in Ghana, he said, Daniel, I don't feel that you guys like me in South Africa. That's what he said. I don't feel. I, I, he was trying to find the right words to say what he wanted. Then finally he got it. He said, I don't feel you guys like me. Is that money? Is like money. No. But when you like somebody, you will spend money on the person. But spending money on the person doesn't mean you like. Remember the parking attendant. Remember. Say, I don't feel that you guys like me. May we like him in this place. Hallelujah. When you like somebody, you want to hear the person talk. Those of you girls who say you are falling in love, you can chat with the person until the morning. Is that not so? Because you like the person. Is that not the case? And please, never fall in love with somebody you don't like. Because most of the relationship is the like that operates. The, it, the love comes into play when there's trials and temptations and, and issues. But the everyday living, it's like, don't you have relatives, cousins from Amtata and all these wild places that you love them but you don't like them. So you don't like spending time with them. Anytime they come and visit, you leave the house. Meanwhile, you don't hate them. You love them, but you just don't like them. You just don't like them. We, you, you, you see, we see how you like somebody, but how much time you like to spend with the person. Oh, yes. Number five, I close. Or number six. Anna, your father and your mother. Honor them. Honor your parents. Remember the definition of honor and accord it and treat it and dispense it to all these relationships that I'm talking about. They will all come alive. Honor your parents. Children will honor their parents. Their parents do a lot of things for them. Honor your parents. Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2. That it may be well. Anna, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. It's the right thing to do to obey your children. I wish your parents were here. To hear what I'm saying to you. So that when you go home and you do opposite. They tell you, look, your pastor said it. 
children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the command, first commandment, with promise. It means this one has, it, this one is not just because it's right, because, but it has a promise attached to it. Now look at the promise after. That it may, that thou, it may be well with you and thou mayest live long on this. Earth. There are two promises attached to honoring your parents. Which is, number one, it will be well with you. And you will live long on this earth. What is the use of living long when it's not well with you? When you don't have food to eat. When you are struggling in life. It's like, look, every day is a struggle. Then God has also blessed you with 242 years of struggle. No, 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 no. It has to be well with you so that you can enjoy the life. that God. So when you honor your parents, respect them, value them. They may not have gone to school, but they are your parents. They may not have money, but they are your parents. They may not, they may not be like other people's parents, but you are, they are your parents. Why do you think other people's parents didn't have you? Are you like other people's children? Yeah. So the God made you specially. One of the things God chooses for you before you come into this earth is your parents. Your parents. God chooses. You can't come and say, eh, I don't like this, this uh, parent. I want uh, Nelson Mandela to be my father. I don't like this. Hey, this my father is short. Oh. Where is he? It's like you look at it and say, where is he? Is he? I can't see him. Ah! And at them. God gave them specially to you. They are, even sometimes you have parents who are some way, for lack of a better word. They are not, not the best type of parents. But God is giving you a chance to inherit a promise. Keep your eye on this promise, this blessing, not on your parents. Not on the things your parents do. Keep your eye on this. Keep your eye on God and what God has promised to do. Let your eye be on it, not on other things. Yeah, and for all you know, when you become a parent, it will be a different story. Because, I mean, if you are growing on a mango tree, you will be a mango. By the grace of God, you will be a mango. You can't grow on a mango tree and become a uh, watermelon. Watermelon is very big. Or a strawberry. Strawberry is very nice. When any time they are talking about love, they bring strawberries. So I am a loving child. You will be a mango. Look, no matter how big you become, you will be what? A mango. Number six, Anna, your pastor. Anna, your pastor. First Timothy 5, 17, the Bible says that let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine, those who teach you. Honor them. If I'm your pastor, honor me. It will give life to us. Those who honor me in the church, there's more life in our relationship. I don't think that you related to me. The last time you called me was uh, last two years ago. That's also the last time you called me. 
I, I relate with my members like that. I give you a chance. After, if you don't mind me, I also go for it. Normal pastoral relation, fine, no problem. But beyond that, you also have to put in a shift. I say you also have to put in what? A shift. If you don't, that's it. I have little children downstairs. They come and knock on my door. Yeah. They come to my office and little children, two years, four years, two and a half, three and a half, I don't even know what their ages are. They were knocking on my door. So me too, when I come, I also go and look for them. Yeah, me too, when I come to church, I also go and look for them. Yeah, I go and look for them. I go there, take pictures with them, go and look for them because they are looking for me. If I don't go and look for them, when they see the light on in my, in my office, they will come and they, they are trying to open the door. Now, when they read the state where their hands can open the door, they don't knock anymore. They just open, they are in. <laughs> yeah. Look, one of the children, last week I was sitting there, I was standing at the door, and he just came and said, Bishop! Then he started to come. <laughs> and he came confidently. So, so then he was coming, so I was standing by the door, and the door was open. When he got there, he entered the office. Then he said, Come. <laughs> Like, close, come inside and close the door. Come, come. Why, why are you standing outside? Come, come. Come, let's chill. So I went to sit down and then we started to chill. That's it. It gives life. 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 And number seven, I close with this one. Your husband. When Vashti did not give honor to her husband, the king, the relationship with her husband came to an end. Indeed, there are certain relationships that require respect and honor. Honor gives life to the marriage relationship. Once the level of honor drops, the quality of the marriage life correspondingly falls. quality of the relationship it starts to fall I mean I, I met a wife who tells me you are a useless man I said this marriage has ended I said this marriage has ended it may not end physically it's like not that they will go to court, court and divorce but you will live in your world he will also live in his world yeah and you cohabit don't you live in a flat where they are neighbors are you married to all of them? That's what will happen. So when the level of honor drops for a husband, the marriage relationship falls from there. It just begins to fall. May you be people who honor so that God can bless you. Stand to your feet. Let me bring this service to a close. God said, if I am your father, where is my honor? Malachi 3. Malachi 1. If I be your father, where is your honor? Where is my honor? Yeah, where is my honor? May we be people who honor God. Honor the prophet that God has given to us. Honor our parents in the name of Jesus so that our relationships will have life. Lift your hands and just 
begin to pray for yourself quickly and say, Lord, teach me to honor, help me to be somebody honest in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Give us a heart that honest. Give us a heart that honest, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for this congregation. As we celebrate International Sunday and we celebrate Anna, your prophet. Let it be a church that is united, a church that is together, a church that honors the gifts that you have given to us, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the prophet, the gift of our pastors, the gift of our, our, our fathers, and even the gift of husbands that you have given to some of us. Let us have a culture and a heart of honor in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Why don't you say your nicest amen? Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.